0: Welcome to Reactive. Um, I'm Khalil, and I'm here with Raquel.
1: Hello! Hello! And, uh, unfortunately, Henning is, uh, I imagine, I think he's in a canoe. Or some sort of raft, mm-hmm. finding his way from Europe to the United States. I imagine yeah. that must be what he's, <clears throat> what's going on. I mean, my understanding is he's kind of without internet and without Pokemon, and therefore, his life is terrible.
0: Yes. He, he, and that means he must be on some sort of a um, paddle boat or something. Like, d- don't they have like, uh, you know, like those uh, where you can, where you can, uh, oh, how do you say that in English? Those boats where you sit down together and then you have those bicycle type uh, pedals. Do you know those boats?
1: Oh, 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 paddle boats. Paddle
0: boats, Yeah. Yeah, yes. I think that he wanted to take one of those uh, to get over to Florida.
1: Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think they have a bunch of those in Florida. Yeah, I mean it's so, much better so than a canoe,
0: also. You know?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, well, he is with his 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 wife and kids, so I figured a canoe would would fit them all pretty well. Yeah. But I think you can get pretty big paddle boats too. No,
0: they're pulling the canoe with the paddle boat, and then they have another oh. canoe behind that with all you know their stuff.
1: Oh right! Yep. Right. Okay. So they're using the paddle boat to like host to 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 uh propel the canoes. That makes exactly. it a lot easier. I mean, it's to much pow- more
0: powerful than canoe. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Legs are much stronger than arms. Yes. The muscles are bigger. Yeah. So science. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Totally. Science. Look at that. Henning's me. gonna listen to this episode and he's just gonna like shake his head. Be like, what?
0: <laughs> While he's pedaling, <laughs> like, um. Oh, no.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and wishing that he could catch Pokemon. I would imagine that if he had internet access, he would find a lot of water types.
0: Uh yeah. So how so so how's that <laughs> going on for you? Uh,
1: <laughs> you are like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but okay. Um, I agree. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. It's good. I found a tiger puppy yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um So I I did this thing. So my sister is really obsessed with Pokemon. Like, she was really obsessed when she was a kid. And she refuses to play the Pokemon Go game right now because she knows that if she did, she would just be completely obsessed and wouldn't do anything else. Like, you know, she has a job and needs to make money. Mm -hmm. So why would she start playing a game? Um, But... Uh so I'm I'm telling her, like I'm we had our first super nerdy, like my sister and I are nerdy in very different ways. Mm-hmm. She's a musician, gamer, type uh artist type person. Mm-hmm. And I am the like, you know, software robots, uh, you know, people in politics type person. So like our nerdiness is very different. For the first time ever, we had this conversation about Pokemon. And she was like, I cannot believe I'm having this conversation <laughs> with my sister. And I was like, me neither. <laughs> and That's great. So I started, she's like, "She's like, so what What? What have you caught so far? And I was like, well, I found a bunch of floppy fish and uh, a tiger puppy and a taily deer. And she's like, those are not the names of the Pokemon. And I was like, I know, but I can't remember any of those. Um, and I like these names better. <laughs> and so she just is like laughing. She's like, this is ridiculous. And so I decided to share them with the internet yesterday. And I got so many like likes and retweets. It was hilarious. People were like, I cannot believe your brain, Raquel. Like, the way <clears throat> you see these Pokemon is totally different. That's um, awesome.
0: Yeah. It, it, they also got a really big reaction in, in the reactive Slack chat. Um uh, yeah. yesterday or the day before yesterday. Yeah, I um so, I was like well excited to figure, to see what that was and I was looking at those pictures and I was like <laughs> uh, blank stare <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pretty much, pretty much. I mean um I was I was really, really proud of the fact that I found a Chia Berry the other day. Um and yeah, so basically people are like like it, if you want to peek into my brain, I once had a boss, uh, like the CEO of a company I worked for. He said to me once, I would pay money to spend 10 minutes inside your brain. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know that you want to do that. <laughs> but if you want to see inside my brain for 30 seconds without paying any money, come join our reactive slack. You can take a look at the random of things I put in there. Um, yeah but I figured
0: so. out that you basically renamed all the Pokemon, so uh and I after looking at the picture for a while, I also figured out how you came up with those names
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> I think yeah.
0: the swirl beaver, for instance the swirl beaver <laughs> he has like a swirl on his belly
1: yeah, but it has like a little beaver tail and it, uh, there so. you go yeah so yeah yeah, so yeah. you're
0: connecting what you're seeing with the names though. It's Exactly It's much more easy to remember, I guess. Yeah.
1: Exactly. <clears throat> yeah, cool. So exactly.
0: what does that mean? Are you like uh so are you what level are you now?
1: Um I am so close to hitting level twenty, it's ridiculous. I'm like really, really close.
0: What does that mean? Um
1: I've been I've been it it means nothing. <laughs> it just it just means that I'm like I, I I came into this game too late, meaning I started a week after like like it came out so there are already people who are like level 27 level uh, I heard rumor that there was somebody who was like a level 33 mm. um uh but yeah so you know level 20 is it's pretty good it's okay yeah. it's okay cool yeah
0: sounds good <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Exciting. Um, but that actually so so what's funny about this Pokemon thing is that it's really encouraging people to go outside and walk and and do all sorts of things, but in particular, it's encouraging groups of people to go out together on like polka walks uh, where you where you basically go around your town or city and and with your friends and go catch Pokemon because it 's not competitive really unless mm. you're in a gym, and even then it's not really that competitive.
0: Oh, um, one thing that I wanted to know. If yeah. if there is a Pokemon somewhere and somebody says there is a Pikachu over there and everybody runs over mm-hmm. there, what yes. happens is is there only one? Everyone
1: can catch it. No, no, everyone can catch it. Oh. So it it's it's that's how it's not competitive, right? And and it it actually encourages people to play nice because it's like hey hey go get the po- get, go get the Pikachu over there or the Jigglypuff or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you can be like hey it's over there, go get it um and like kids get really excited because they can go get it too um there's no yeah. limit in terms of cool. of how many people can get a certain one the the real limit is is time mm. um cuz they'll only show up for like 10 minutes or something ah, so okay. um, yeah
0: yeah that's cool but like that. that's
1: awesome. yeah no it's really really fun um but more importantly uh last week the entire npm Like, all of the people at NPM, all the employees of NPM were together in the same space Mm -hmm. um, for a few days. Mm -hmm. And the number of walks that went down at at NPM was just unbelievable. (laughs) Um, So that was really fun. Um, But... Trying to transition into a new topic here. <laughs> uh, NPM camp happened. Oh yes, on Saturday.
0: Amazing. I was because, so jealous. Uh, je- yeah, jelly. Yeah, it was. Yeah.
1: Really, really fun. Uh-huh. Uh, I got to meet Gregor. Yes. Uh, so shout out to Gregor. Um, yeah. And uh, we we took a, we had a little mini reactive meetup. Took a selfie. That was really fun. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, he also commented on how weird it was to like see me in person and hear my voice in front of him instead of inside his ears. Uh, <laughs> the rumors are true, folks. I am this weird in real life um and uh yeah, so I was m c huh. and that was really fun, if exhausting, huh. but it was a really, really great conference, lots of really wonderful talks um. The space was great. It was in Oakland. The people were fantastic. It was, it was a really, really good time. We had a lot of fun.
0: Uh, yeah. It's, I saw the like, people were raving about it and the talks and stuff. So I was like, hey, this, uh, yeah. It, it sucks mm-hmm. to see it from afar. From this is the one, one of the few conferences where I really felt like I would have liked to be there for sure. <clears throat> mhm.
1: Mhm. Um all the talks will be put online, so you can at least get that. What you don't get though are all of my fun animal facts. <laughs> um so between talks what I did is I did uh animal facts of like random animals and I'd be like, "Hey, did you know uh insert really cool animal fact here?" and and then I would introduce the next person. Oh, that's a cool um, cool idea. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So um, there was some dinosaur fighting on stage. There was, there, it was, I was me, I was me and I was silly and I was weird and I emceed and it was a lot of fun, but you don't get to see any of that because they didn't record me. Um, but you uh-huh. will see all the really, really great talks, which were every single one was worth it. I can't think of a single talk that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. I think the worst talk of the day was Isaac's opening keynote (laughs) like and that's not any and and like that's setting the bar really high right like like that and the only reason to me it was i was like well i already know all this stuff (laughs) like because he's my boss um but everything else was just fantastic really great talks really great topics um and uh yeah so what was the best what was
0: the cool coolest thing that you learned just the coolest. Just thing the one. Just just the one thing.
1: One thing.
0: <laughs> Pick one.
1: Uh, oh man, I don't know. Um, people build some really neat stuff with npm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's some cool things that are coming out with Greenkeeper um, uh. and other like a lot of folks are building some really neat stuff with it on top of npm, which is really cool mm-hmm. and. Oh gosh, I don't know. There's so many cool things. Hmm.
0: Well, just say just it doesn't have to be like uh, like a rating, but just say one cool thing. You know,
1: (laughs) it doesn't have to be the best thing. Just one cool thing. One
0: cool thing. I want to know one cool thing.
1: Okay, how about this? Um, When you're doing npm init. If you do npm init dash dash yes you don't have to press enter a million times it'll just d- press enter for you and it'll just like fill it out automatically
0: <laughs> yeah I knew that
1: <laughs> uh, well y- well <laughs> but it's remember. but it's
0: a cool thing um for sure <laughs> no I'm um, looking forward to the to the yeah. talks definitely I'm gonna gonna watch yeah. some
1: yeah. yeah
0: cool npm camp it was two two days.
1: Okay. No, just one. Just one day. Uh, Just one day. Okay. It was a Saturday, Mm -hmm. which ate me alive because I was like, uh, I just, it felt like I worked for five days and then worked another day Mm -hmm. and then took one day off and then came back to work on Monday. And I was like, "Uh, I'm so tired. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we all, we all got a day off in lieu, right? Like you worked on Saturday. That's not a normal work day. So please take a different day off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, that's cool. So that was that's good. nice yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah yeah i saw on, on uh so one of the the main programmers on the green keeper it's called right green keeper mm-hmm. project uh he's on snapchat and i'm following him stefan bönemann you also met him right uh together yes. with gregor yes. yeah and um uh so and he was like on snapchat and so uh, flying to san francisco and i was like why is he flying to San Francisco? <laughs> totally forgot about NPM, NPM camp. Of course that was like the reason he was flying over there. And then he's like going on all kinds of trips. I can, I can watch, mm-hmm. watch him uh, and be jealous. On Snapchat. <laughs>
1: it's cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 I got to have uh dinner with uh, Stefan and, and Gregor and, and some other folks. And so it was cool to kind of hang out mm. and, um, yeah, yeah, good times. There are some really cool people in this community, mm-hmm. and you know it's worth meeting them. Yeah. So, yay! yay. <laughs> mm. Oh, all right. Mm. So, what else has been going on?
0: Well, I um. So last last week we didn't record because um I was uh, a co- co- how do you say hosting yeah mcing the Kalsuah JS meetup and that was actually quite cool it was in it was in a new location for us um which had a really beautiful huge terrace and view uh company called sofas sofas they do like networking stuff and they have javascript developers doing their ui and um yeah there was some were two talks one was about um also um so it's kind of similar to it reminded me of greenkeeper um it's a talk about it was a talk about um a tool called now i forgot the name but it's it's it also <clears throat> kind of hooks into your github and when you when you um when you push a, when you push a pull request or yeah pull request or a branch or something like that. What it does, it checks your code for security vul- vulnerabilities and also, if you want, it also checks for the licenses that are used by your dependencies, which, which is pretty good. It's, like, it's really good to have if you have like a very strict legal department in your company and you're using NPM and, and, and Node and stuff. Because Mm -hmm. because if the license changes, sometimes there's a GPL license or something like that. You don't necessarily want to use that as a company. Mm -hmm. So it can change. uh, It can it can check the licenses of your, uh, you know, immediate dependencies, but also all the way down if you want stuff. And uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, so that was that was interesting. And then uh, we also got like a deep dive into the Chrome Developer Tools, like a whole bunch of Mm -hmm. features, which. Which I didn't know about. Uh, like the Chrome Developer Tools are really insanely powerful. It's it's really crazy. Like the stuff you can do. Uh, there was, for instance, one thing where uh, sometimes w- when you when you design, um, this is something that's quite common. Like in an ag- agency, when you have to like, kind of uh, churn out all those websites, and you design like a navigation that has like a hover effect, but the hover effect is triggered by JavaScript. And you want to style that hover effect. it's difficult to do that because once you remove the mouse, then you know the hover effect is gone, and you can't use the the hover kind of pseudo class and c. s. s and stuff there mm-hmm. is there's is like there's like a way to like you press f eight or something like that and it just sets it just stops the JavaScript execution and you can style the hover effect and stuff like that and like all kinds of other stuff, where you can we can kind of break, set a break breakpoint in your JavaScript by clicking, right-clicking on a DOM element that is constantly animating, for instance, and you can figure out where that happens in your code, and so all kinds of crazy stuff. So that was that was pretty really cool, and uh, it was kind of um, a little bit sad also because it was. Uh, Currently, I'm the only organizer of that meetup because the other one is in, in is like doing this whole digital native, uh, di- digital uh, nomad kind of thing where he's in Bali and working from there. And uh, so I had to tell everybody that this is the last meetup for for a while because because of the baby. And um, but it was really nice hanging out with everybody and kind of meeting up with the community and. So, mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. It's, it's it's really it's really cool to do that. It was a um a meet, we didn't do a meetup in a in a long time, so it was really it was mm-hmm. really awesome. Yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah. Cool. I you were talking about um like uh, on a when you push something by git. Yeah. I built this thing last week. Um so last week npm did a uh we called it the WD40 uh Tools week. So WD-40, um, I don't know if you have it in other countries, but in the U.S., it's kind of the opposite of duct tape. Um, so duct tape is the thing that you use to, like, stick things together mm-hmm. when they're, like, falling apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but WD-40 is the thing where when things are stuck together, you put in this uh, – it's literally called water dis- – WD-40 stands for water displacement number 40 um, – they made 39 other attempts at this water displacement tool. Um, and it wasn't until the 40th one that they were like, okay, we can actually sell this product now. Okay. So WD 40, um, it's this, it's like a spray. It's a liquid that you put in, um, into your bike when the chains are kind of a little bit rusty Mm. or you put them into locks to, to like free them up a little bit. Um, it's, it's the stuff you, you use to make things, uh, to reduce friction, Mm -hmm. uh, in things. And, um, So like every engineer, at least in the US, has duct tape and WD-40 to stick things or to loosen them. Mm -hmm. Um, So we had this WD-40 week, uh, where basically we stopped doing anything product related for the entire week. And we only worked on tools that would help reduce friction within the the organization. Ah, clever.
0: (laughs) <laughs>
1: was, yeah, so it was like it was like a hack week, uh-huh. uh, but it was specifically for tools, right. and um, it was great because every single person, like in every organization, I think there is a moment when you're sitting there thinking to yourself, "Oh my goodness, I like if only we had a little bit of time to work on this tool, then." We would be so much faster in our productivity, mm-hmm. but you have to slow down productivity for a little bit, and so that you can work on that thing, and then you, you speed up quite a bit more. Mm-hmm. So, um, one of my WD forty projects last week was to um, was to fix one of our tests. So, one of our tests is uh, is a it basically just runs ESLint on the entire code base. Um, that that's the first test, just to make sure that we haven't. We haven't forgotten any undefined variables, or um, you know, maybe we're missing uh, uh, parens, or, or uh, curly brackets or whatever, right? Like, like these are important things that you don't necessarily notice if you're not like paying attention, like if you don't have that running in your own editor or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, just having a linter that runs through your whole code base when you run your tests seems like a really good idea. Except that our code base is massive. And this thing was going through and took 13 seconds every time we wanted to run our tests. This was the first test. And if there's one thing you know about tests is that you want them to be really fast so that it encourages you to run them all the time. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But our team would be like, uh, our linter is so slow. Like, I'll just wait until I'm really sure that I'm ready for these, to run these tests. Mm-hmm. And so it really slowed down productivity. So what I did instead was I said, okay, what is... A point in our workflow at which we really do care about like we need to know this this linting thing like we need to know if we forgot something, but we don't necessarily need to run it during every one of our tests mm. um, and so I decided I just want to make sure that we're not shipping broken code when we push up to um to github so turns out git has a bunch of hooks that you like there's a there's a whole um Kind of event loop um, for Git in terms of like there's a there's an event process of like so uh, before you do a commit after you do a commit uh, before you push after you push like all sorts of little little commit or little uh, hooks throughout the the life cycle of a you know, git commit or git push or Mm. git rebase or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you can, you can hijack one of those and you can write these scripts that will add more functionality to those moments in your git process. Mm. So what I did was I made it so that if you want to before, like in the process of pushing to, uh, to GitHub, like if you're pushing up your branch, it will stop. It'll, it, it checks, it does the lint just that one time. And then it, it, prevents you from pushing up if there's something broken. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it it happens completely automated, but it doesn't matter if there's an extra 13 seconds on your Git push. Like that doesn't really matter quite as much as 13 seconds every single time you want to run your tests. Mm -hmm. Because hypothetically, you should be running your tests like all day, every day. And you don't necessarily need to be pushing to GitHub all day, every day. You might do that once a day, four times a day, but those extra 13 seconds not a big deal. Like four times a day, whereas 13 seconds, if you're doing it 40 times a day, really adds up. Mm-hmm. So, I was really proud of myself, and I learned all about Git hooks. Uh, cool. From the command line, and I wrote Bash scripts. Look <laughs> at me writing Bash scripts. That was really entertaining.
0: Awesome. <laughs> Very nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's great. Cool. It's
0: just moving. The process, like that, that little piece of the process, to a different point in time where it just doesn't disturb you as much. It's,
1: gr- it's great. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just reducing a little bit of friction. Mm-hmm. Just a little. <clears bit. throat> so, woo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, um, talking about that, um, there. Have you heard about uh, Create React App? <sighs>
1: I've heard about it.
0: Okay. So what it is, it is a, just a little tool that um has been released by Facebook and is I think primarily developed by um Dan Abramov, who is also the you know the Redux uh, author and is currently working for Facebook. <clears throat> and I really I really like it. I have not used it. I've just read about it, read everything about it and saw a little video where somebody demoed it and um it's really neat because if you are um, a React developer, um, now you have like a basically a, a, a way to create quickly create a React application or React prototype um, with a little tool that's very straightforward, right? Because what it does is like you you have this um, it's it's a little um, CLI tool that allows you to create a new app. You say create React create dash React. Dash app, and then app name, and then creates this folder, and it puts, um, and it puts in your, you know, the package JSON you need, and the, f- the like index HTML, and 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 the JavaScript file, and then you have three um, NPM scripts tasks, <coughs> or NPM scripts scripts, and um, it's just very simple. It comes all pre-configured with like you can. I think it also it already has tests. That you can write um, with a specific testing mm. tool. Um, it also has like preconfigured uh, Babel built in, so you can write ES6 code and JSX, of course. And it also, mm. um, uh, yeah, I think that's basically it. So you can basically, and it just uh, creates like a super simple React app for you, and you can just start hacking and 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 just build it out, right? So it doesn't mm-hmm. have it doesn't have Redux or it doesn't have like billion like tools and JavaScript extensions and blah 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 like it's just very straightforward it has I think lint yeah linting is in there also like there's just like just a really neat like small subset of um, JavaScript tools kind of pre-configured for you and built in that uh, will help you create this app and create some good code and also I I, also has like a build NPM build uh, script so that you can create production code from what you're writing, right? So those three, those two things, it has the NPM start to start a server, and so you can see what you're doing. It has the NPM built, and it has also... And that is that is what I find really genius about this thing is... Um, and this is not their invention. Somebody else already came up with that. Um, it's called... Um, the, it's also another NPM task that's called eject. So you can say NPM run eject, and what that does is that it takes all the configuration f- uh, files, which are not located in your directory when you just create a React app with this uh, tool. They're all in you know, the Node modules folder in the create React app folder, blah, 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 all the config files. Mm-hmm. But what eject will do, it will take all those configuration files and eject them into your working directory so that you can, if you want to extend the configuration and just use create React app, as, like, the basis, but you want to add, you know, more ES6 features, capabilities, or a different testing tool, or, you know, you need whatever, you know, all kinds of, there's all kinds of things people might need. <clears throat> you can just use that that as a basis and then continue to configure that and use mm-hmm. Create Reactive as kind of the starting point. So I, fi- I find this, there's some really neat ideas in there and some really good like minimal defaults in order to, cr- to start writing a uh, React application.
1: Mm. Cool. That's always nice. I think anything that reduces the, um, the, the barrier to entry is a really good thing for any new technology. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, and I think that, that Dan yeah. is actually really concerned with how beginners kind of look at uh, React and and what kind of obstacles they they have and how they can get into React quicker and stuff like that. I think this Mm -hmm. absolutely uh, helps a lot. And it also will help, you know, in the long run, it will help to make all these React projects like more cohesive. Like, the code will look similar, the linting is going to be similar, and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. which is which is great there's just like because there's just you always have so much choice in javascript and and there's so many things that just get reinvented reinvented always the same thing and it's good to just give them like here are our recommended defaults just use that and just write your application so
1: Mm -hmm.
0: i'm a huge fan of that
1: that's cool that's cool Yeah. Um, Oh, um, so I didn't participate at all this year, but uh, someone on the reactive Slack mentioned it, so I feel like I should at least say something about it. Um, NodeBots Day happened uh, this past weekend and the weekend before. I think uh, different cities had to schedule it on different weekends, so it wasn't quite the global one-day phenomenon that it has been in the past. Uh, But apparently it was really, really cool, Um, I know that a lot of people were really excited about using the Johnny 5 Inventors Kit from SparkFun. Um, Specifically, I know that um, a lot of cities throughout the United States uh, participated. I know that there were a bunch of cities outside the United States as well. Uh, I have no numbers. I have no idea how many people participated around the world or uh, even that many of the projects. But it seemed like it was really cool and really fun and people had a blast. So, that's your International NodeBots Day recap.
0: <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, you're not really so involved or not really working on any you know, nodebot stuff, right?
1: Not anymore. No, no. I've been I've been really busy. I'm uh I'm I'm actually really excited because in a few weeks I'll be speaking at JSConf Iceland. Um and I'll be giving my first Technical, but not robot-related talk Ooh. Uh, in like years. Cool. So I'm really excited about that. And um, what is it
0: going to be about, yeah. though?
1: Um, it's going to be about npm. Oh. Uh, I'm going to talk about the npm website, and mm. uh, I I need to send the the talk title and description to the organizers because right now it still says TBA, but um, it's basically a a discussion about the lessons that i've learned in the process of building the npm website <coughs> it's been it's been two and a half years of blood sweat and tears and mm. i have learned a lot mm. about building a web application and scaling a web application and working with humans and computers and all sorts of things so i actually don't think i have enough time for all of the lessons I've learned, so I'm just gonna have to pick like my favorite lessons. Um, <laughs> yeah, nice. So we'll see, but I'm I'm stoked. It's gonna be it's gonna be really cool.
0: Are you also going to give the same talk at JSConf
1: Asia? Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: When is wh- I'm gonna give? So when are those uh, conferences happening? Actually.
1: So JSConf Iceland is in August, uh, at the end of August. So it's in like three three weeks from now. And then, uh, JSConf Asia is in November. Um, and that'll be kind of over Thanksgiving, uh, American Thanksgiving. So that'll be interesting. (laughs) It's a good thing. I'm not really that obsessed with Turkey. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's going to be really, really fun. I've heard nothing but amazing things about both or about JSconf Asia uh, from people who've gone in the past. Uh, I'm sure JSconf Iceland is also going to be amazing, but if this is the first time that they've done that conference. So that'll be cool too. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, so i'm I'm excited about that. Are you uh are you are you going to any more conferences this year?
0: <clears throat> um i don't think so no this year no because the the baby is supposed to come in september and then mm. there's nothing really else besides that <laughs> in, my, in my free time i think what For a while. really uh,
1: i don't i don't understand uh, <laughs> um oh, okay yeah
0: um but i'm looking forward to jsconf eu which is going to happen next year i think in may or march or may or march okay something like that yeah cool yeah, yeah.
1: um I may or may not hint hint be in Europe in January. Ooh, for what? But I can't. I can't say yet. <laughs> and,
0: but, and you can also not say for what. Nope. Oh. Yeah.
1: But okay. I may or may not be there for some short period of time for you know some sort of event huh. that involves people.
0: Some conference? Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting.
1: Interesting. 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 Uh, So that'll be really fun, Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to book things for next year. Um, But, yeah. Goodness gracious. Uh, Let's see. What else is... What else is going on?
0: Uh, so some something that I picked up, uh, I think, a couple of weeks ago is that Stack Overflow, they launched a new product, and it is That's called right. Stack Overflow Documentation.
1: Yeah. What do you think about that?
0: I'm not quite sure, actually, because... Um, so it looks kind of like uh, it looks basically like their are question and questions and answer product a little bit, and um, but it's different. I mean, it's really straight up documentation. Like there's you can go in mm-hmm. and, and document languages, and um, <clears throat> and there there's a lot of people that seemed to be quite excited about it. It is uh, it just. I don't really... Yeah. So, it seems to me similar to, like, a wiki, like the MDN, you know, uh, wiki, the Mozilla Developer Network, or um, any other wiki where people start documenting stuff. And... um, it kind of comes down to like how how they manage the community and how uh, mo- motivated the community really is to to add content. I mean, it's it makes sense I think for them because then they can also you know link documentation to the questions or the answers of questions and stuff like that. And, and they they already have this huge community of developers that kind of build also build up you know their kind of. Um, that build up some sort of a profile on Stack Overflow where they kind of answer questions to certain topics and when they can go in and write documentation maybe that's also good for them beca- mm-hmm. because they can kind of build up their profile even more and be more visible to you know potential companies that want to hire them or I don't know I'm not really sure I didn't really I looked at it once and that was really it I uh, didn't really understand why they're doing it I'm kind of I'm mm-hmm. a little bit puzzled still so
1: yeah yeah i mean i I guess they want to create a space for for people to come together to create documentation, but I don't know i have I have opinions about open source documentation, okay. I feel like somebody needs to really own it mm-hmm. i think I think I don't know that documentation can be good well, okay. Someone's going to come in and is going to be like, wait, but Raquel, what about Wikipedia? Wikipedia is basically document, like mm-hmm. open source documentation. <clears throat> um, and that's true to an extent. I mean, at some point, somebody ends up owning each of those pages. Ultimately, over time, somebody becomes the world's expert on, I don't know, dolphins or something. Mm-hmm. And we'll make sure that the dolphin page really fully talks about everything there is to talk about with dolphins that doesn't have any false facts that doesn't have anything messed up and eventually it's gonna it's gonna go from being a uh like lots of people putting in information into one person arbitrating what information gets put in and uh, doesn't get put in or taken out or modified or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of... I'm, I'm just curious to see what happens with Stack Overflow's documentation product because I think there's a lot of opportunity for for some good to come out of it. But I also think that there's going to be a point at which someone's going to have to own that. Um, and I'm curious to see how moderation ends up playing a role mm. in the documentation product. Mm. So... Interesting. Yeah. Interesting.
0: I mean, I've been listening to the Stack Exchange podcast whenever they did did it. It isn't. I don't think that they actually uh, released any recent episodes. But uh, when they did, it was always very interesting because they uh, they they talked a lot about how they think about uh, moderation and questions and how you can level mm-hmm. up and get reputation and how, how kind of the dynamics it creates. In the community, mm-hmm. and they put a, an immense amount of work into that, and so much thought and experimentation, and tried this and tried that, and they tweaked here and so like they're constantly thinking about that because that's really what this site is—it's this community moderated, you know—and then you kind of store the results of that. That's basically what, mm-hmm. s- what Stack Overflow is, and. Um, and Stack Exch- Exchange has all these other question and answers uh, sites about all kinds of different subjects, and they try to kind of um, recreate what they did with Stack Overflow. And uh, in some cases it works, in some cases it doesn't. And they were also really—they uh, also had a very interesting process about you know um, when they launched a new questions and answers site, then they would. First have it in some uh, certain phase where they test it if it gets traction and when it gets certain traction, it gets its own URL and it kind of graduates into being a real site and stuff, otherwise it gets shut down. all this kind of stuff like there i mean if somebody can make uh, can leverage this this community that they have and make a really good documentation product then i I believe it could definitely be them um, and then of course i 'm just seeing here that that you can earn reputation. Which um, uh, and, and this co- uh, reputation can be earned by contrib- contributing, to, uh, com- contributing to documentation that is cited in answers, contributing to examples that are upvoted, having your changes reviewed and approved. So, like they have the, con- the like it, it, there needs to be interaction with the community and with like other trusted sources within that kind of network that they have. In order for you to, uh, to 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 get value out of it for yourself, and that is all, that seemed to be a good mo- motivation for um, for the users of Stack Overflow so far. So maybe they can make something interesting out of it. I'm I'm not sure, but uh, I'm definitely gonna yeah gonna keep an eye on it. Yeah, <clears throat> mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah.
0: I definitely totally believe in those people though. Like the the the. The developers there are really amazing. Like really, great mm-hmm. crazy teams.
1: <laughs> Woo! <Woo-hoo>.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> um, what else? <clears throat> um, I
1: don't know. <laughs> what else? Uh. Do 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 do. How's, how's
0: the React uh, project going on? Or didn't?
1: Um, it's a little bit on hold. Okay. Um we, we are ready to start experimenting and building, but first we need designs of a new header before we can build anything new because our header as it currently stands is not the greatest and it's really complex. Hmm. Um, so our designer wants to redo the header entirely. So because we're doing uh, server-side rendering, With React, uh, it's really important that we create a header and a footer also in kind of React templates so that we can easily insert things and uh, do the whole server-side rendering. Mm -hmm. But in order to do that, we have to make the decision of, well, do we use our current header and footer, which our designer absolutely hates and wants to redo immediately, (laughs) uh, or wait until uh, he can kind of redo it. And so we don't want to have to do the same work twice, and it's not a, it's not enough of a, of a serious like we need to get this done now sort of project that we can start with the old stuff. So we're waiting, we're on hold, we're in a holding pattern. Okay. The airplanes are circling. Um, <laughs> we'll get there.
0: <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's. Yeah so otherwise um f- what what interesting uh what's interesting uh for me personally what happened is that there is um finally a project that I have uh, me and my wife have or my wife and me have been working on together with or have been participating in a musical project uh is 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 going to be is 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 like in the process of being released uh there's like two two uh, friends of ours that that are DJs they um they kind of formed a group a while ago and it's called smash hi-fi. What's really interesting about it uh, is that one of the members of this group is actually an ex prodigy member. And uh, so it's like electronic music project and <clears throat> um, yeah, and they just released their, their first video and uh, it's, it's a pretty uh, good video. I think uh, it's very well made and the first track has a very Prodigy kind of feel you know do you know Prodigy
1: Prodigy the 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 original yeah um the 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 internet (laughs) when I was a kid
0: uh I mean the music group
1: oh yes yes Yeah. yeah I know Prodigy's music group yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is a technology podcast.
0: Uh, yes, okay, I'm sorry, sorry. Um, no, but it's this, is totally a, this is a this is a this is exciting. So, uh, so the first track that they're releasing has a kind of prodigy feel, and um, yeah, and they're like, uh, my wife participates on three tracks, and I, I'm also on two. So we'll see how that's going to go. It's definitely interesting. It's going to be the album's going to be released at the end of the month, and it's gonna be more videos Mm -hmm. so it's exciting we've been working on that for years like well not you know like all the time but we were like in and out of the studios every now and then and and uh and the project was kind of going on like the the work on the album by those two um was uh, well yeah has been on and off in the last two years and this is now finally coming out so this is pretty cool
1: cool where do you find your studios like is there like do you have a studio do you rent a studio is there like uh, a a community studio that you can like participate in how do you Um,
0: well they both have uh, a studio in their flat basically I mean, I see, and like because they produce the music at home, and mm-hmm. um, they just also have the possibility to record voice there, and it's like because also, um, especially the the guy who does the main production, like most of the production on it, he has a very specific sound, so it's really important that for him to have, you know, to kind of build his own studio and have exactly the tools and exactly the things he needs to create his sound so Mm -hmm. that's 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 kind of important uh, for him and yeah and it's just it's just in the room in their flat basically
1: hello hello hi hey excellent yeah okay
0: for some reason my internet connection is crapping out I don't know no. what the problem is. What was the last thing you heard?
1: Um, you were talking about uh, the your friends have their own studio, so they can make their own that they can control all the variables, basically. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's just a yeah. bit flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
1: Okay, that's neat. That's super neat. Super neat. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so i i've been uh i've as i've mentioned on the show I have moved into managing the team um i'm now uh the the web engineering manager at npm um, okay. which is pretty cool mm-hmm. and i've been reading this book called peopleware so kind of like hardware software peopleware mm-hmm. and its basic premise is that uh if you have problems in an organization, it is almost certainly related to people issues and not uh techno technological issues and it's really it's it's actually a really really good book Mm. um so if you are ever going to be moving into a management position or if you are in a management position or even if you just want to know like how a manager thinks like this is a really really good book to pick up it um it's there, it's a couple of people who were software engineers in like the 70s, 80s time period, and they've done a lot, a lot of research over the last 40 years basically looking at how companies work, especially software companies, and what are the patterns that they see in terms of why productivity goes down or goes up or what. How communication could be better than it currently is, and like what makes people happy and makes them unhappy. Um, And it's really, really fascinating. And sometimes it comes across as like, well, duh. But then you realize that there are so, if it was such a duh, aha, like, or if it was such a duh sort of thing, why is it that so many companies don't do it? Mm. So, for example, one of the really big, interesting chapters is on space. Um, and talk specifically about how as you increase the number of people in an office space productivity will go down because there isn't enough personal space between all the different people and the amount of noise, especially in an open office space, is so high that people can't be productive. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, duh. Obviously. (laughs) And yet I can name multiple companies in which I have worked in open office settings and instead of changing the office they just keep adding more people into the same space mm. and productivity went down and everyone was like well we're obviously not working hard enough or they started uh, blaming process instead of just the simple fact that people can't get work done when there's a lot of noise in the room
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: <laughs> you're like huh that's fascinating <laughs> Um and uh and so like there are, it it's just it's a really really good book and a really interesting way of looking at things and I have multiple times uh opened the book only to just kind of start screaming <laughs> because oh my god why didn't my CEO read this before why did they make us go through all of these painful awful things if they had just read this research and it it doesn't even it's not even it doesn't read like a research paper it reads like just kind of a conversational book mm-hmm. um but like Yeah, it's really interesting. And then the other really interesting thing I got out of that book is, as much as I like to think, so my dad is also a programmer, Mm -hmm. um, but he's 30 years older than me, and I, for the longest time, for like the last four years, I just kind of convinced myself somehow that my dad and I were totally different, that well, the code that he writes is completely different from the code that I write right now. Like, I'm in the really cool, newfangled stuff. Like, I'm young and hip, and he's old school and everything. And it's like, no, actually, every single issue that we come upon now in 2016 is exactly the same as the types of issues that he had to deal with in 1984, right? Like, it's just... The same. Mm-hmm. It's totally the same. Mm-hmm. Oh no! It the code takes too long to write. The tests aren't passing. Uh, my boss is an idiot. You know, like all sorts of things that every single coder has ever had to deal with in the last, you know, forty years, and we are no different from the generations before us. We just happen to do more client side code than they did. <laughs> That's really yep. all it comes down to.
0: <laughs> pretty much. And also, I mean, that goes hand in hand with us discovering all kinds of different principles for the client side that have been used for 50 years or whatever, you know, in software development.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty hilarious and interesting. Um, but I definitely recommend this book. If anything, you can use it as a means to tell your manager, hey, stop mi- tra- stop micromanaging me. I know you're micromanaging me because you're doing all of these things that this book says you should not do. Let me do my job. Go away. <laughs> leave me alone.
0: <laughs> well, it sounds like a really good book that uh, many people should read.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really into it. It was first written in the 90s, I think, and they, they keep coming out with like uh, – updates like different editions and stuff Mm -hmm. Um, but it's weirdly expensive as a book I think because a lot of MBA students will read it and therefore if it's a textbook then automatically the price of it shoots up by 400% Mm -hmm. at least in the US I don't know if that's the case in other countries but um, yeah I have it on Kindle it's easy Mm. Um, yeah so I recommend that book definitely read that book if you're interested in peopleware Uh,
0: Hmm. very cool yeah other than that I mean um, I didn't really see um, a lot happening I'm kind of heads down at work with uh, with our migration to angular 2 there is a lot of stuff to figure out because we have some weird edge cases for things and yeah we have to put the pedal to the metal Um, Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I don't really uh, see a lot, but also I must say, like my feeds are kind of full with uh, people kind of uh, bashing Trump or uh, Mm -hmm. DNC, RNC stuff, and uh, Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's kind of uh, kind of capturing a lot of people's minds currently.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely, (laughs) definitely. There's been a little bit of no drama recently. Oh, really? But totally um,
0: passed me by. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty small, um, but it's there. Uh, I've just put that under under politics. <laughs> In general. Uh, um, what is it about? Basically, uh, basically, members of the Node Inclusivity Working Group are quitting um, quite a lot at at pretty high rates, and the the reasoning being, especially after npm camp, uh, it's. Pretty apparent that it's possible to create a nice, safe, inclusive space for people in the Node community. And yet, I think my understanding is that the members of the Node Inclusivity Working Group do not feel like their voices are being heard at all within the Node Core uh, group. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there's a reason why. It's mostly a bunch of white dudes in Node Core, and it is the same reason that it has been a bunch of white dudes in Node Core for the last five six years, and it all comes down to basically not creating a safe space and inclusive space for people who are not white, uh, not white dudes okay. to participate and uh, collaborate. And um, I I know for a fact I can verify via back channeling there are multiple multiple people who have looked at node core and thought to themselves you know from a from a from a software perspective i'd be really interested in joining that group but from a people perspective you would have to pay me lots and lots and lots of money to even begin to engage in there it's just not a it's not a place that i want to be a part of um wow i i personally feel that way too i I don't participate in Node Core at all um, because I it, it's just a scary, nasty mess for someone like me. Mm. Um, so it's it's interesting. There are, of course, a lot of people who are in Node Core who are like, what do you mean? I don't understand. I've never had any problems. <laughs> so obviously it can't be that bad. And meanwhile, a whole bunch of like uh, other people are like, That's exactly the problem. Mm -hmm. The fact that you don't see a problem is the problem. Mm -hmm. Um, And ultimately, ultimately it comes down to telling people, and there was actually a talk about this at NPM camp along the lines of the way to create an inclusive space is to exclude people who don't want it to be inclusive. Mm -hmm. I think we've talked about that on this show before. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really hard, right? Because it's easy I think for people to say, well, but their code is good, therefore we should keep them. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, if they're just because the code is good, if the people aren't being respectful and inclusive, then you're actually actively excluding other people who also have good code but are good people yeah. who 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 want to participate. Yeah. And so um the talk that was given at NPM Camp likened it to the burning of the library of the library in Alexandria, in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Uh, this idea of people were so opposed to education that they burned this massive library and there was so much knowledge that got burned in there and we will have no way of ever knowing what it was or how it worked or anything mm-hmm. because someone excluded it from our society. Mm-hmm. And the analogy was while we're not we're not actively burning people's code down we are basically saying your code is not welcome here and you're saying like i don't care if you could be the next incredible coder of our time the fact that you do not fit these basic criteria of like feeling automatically included in this very very small group of people uh, then you know too bad so sad we don't want your stuff and there are lots of people creating really really cool code like really cool things out there but we might never know about them because they just don't feel like they can be included
0: mm-hmm. so yeah.
1: yeah so that's your no drama for the week da,
0: yeah, da, da. interesting I mean <laughs> I've, I've, I've been seeing that um, a lot also about the workplace that mm-hmm. there sometimes they have the phenomenon where you have like an an asshole that's part of the company mm-hmm. that is just incredibly good at whatever code stuff he does mm-hmm. but just destroys like the mood and the culture or whatever and mm-hmm. and and uh like some managers feel like they uh they want to keep those people on because of the mm-hmm. results they they kind of mm-hmm. bring but um there is seems to be like definitely um a lot of people now getting to the point where they're saying uh rather uh get rid of those people than creating a you know, a terrible uh work environment in, at the end of the day.
1: hmm mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think I think these conversations are important to have. And I think we're really starting to come. If if it feels like we're having too many of these conversations, it's because these conversations continue to need to be had. And there continue to be people who don't know that this is something that's really important. Mm. And um, to me, I think the day we stop having these conversations is going to be the day when we no longer need to have the conversations. So I think the fact that more of these conversations are happening is actually a good sign that it means that um, we are about to hit a moment of massive change. Hmm. And it'll be really interesting to see what happens with that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. So on that note. (laughs) Yeah.
0: On that note, uh, we don't have any new reviews, which, um, yeah, is, uh, uh, Mm. how do you say? Not uh, de- desirable, or uh, we should have more. I think that um, uh, I want to ask all our new listeners, of which we uh, have some, I hope, I'm not sure, mm-hmm. um, to Probably. write some uh, excellent five star reviews and we will read them out loud and give props and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, and that's it. And basically, um, we are reactive pod on the the tweeter and um, reactive.audio on the web. And I'm Khalil mm-hmm. Tweets.
1: And I am Rockbot. And uh, definitely go to our web page to find the show notes so you can join our Reactive Slack channel. Come hang out, see funny things about Pokemon. Yeah. Um, but also have interesting conversations. Today we talked about elixir um, and some other things. So definitely join us. It'll be fun.
0: Yeah, exactly. And um, uh, yeah, and we hope that um, our good friend Hanning, uh, H. Gladergo on Twitter can uh, join us soon. Um. Mm-hmm. When, did he, do you remember when he said he'll be uh, back on was it in August sometime um,
1: it was definitely in August sometime okay. it might be another couple of weeks yeah but safe travels Henning
0: yeah exactly <laughs> Um. because when he's back we can finally uh celebrate our one year anniversary which is uh, that's
1: right yay, which, which is actually... actually happened like weeks ago yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but hey we can't do it uh, we have to be all together to do that so
1: yeah exactly yeah. exactly All right. Well, till next week.
0: All right. Bye.
1: Bye.